Tonight's episode is proudly sponsored by Play Adventure Parks. With locations in Avon and Columbus, Play offers over 25,000 square feet of activities, inclusive of ninja and obstacle courses, parkour, a zip line, the leap of faith, climbing walls, and most importantly, a full bar and kitchen. Daily admission is $25, and that includes unlimited play, and they also offer event packages and memberships. Be sure to check them out in person and go ahead and hit the follow button on Twitter. It's at PlayCLE216 and at PlayCBus614. We've got an event coming up with them, Meredith, at the end of this month. We are now in June. So excited. We, will, so- be, we will be announcing more about what that's going to entail, uh, but they are graciously hosting That's What B Said Crew uh, at the Play Cleveland 216 location in Avon. And um, if you listen to our podcast episode last week, they announced that there's going to be a field goal kicking competition. So you guys going to be ready to challenge us? I know. Well, I cannot kick a field goal. So if that's what people are challenging me to, you're most likely going to win. So- <laughs> <laughs> you're going you're gonna to be the um, ninja expert. Is that right? I I want to do heights because I I have no fear of heights at all. So I always told myself because I'm a huge fan of um, the challenge. It's, you know, an MTV reality competition series. And it it initially started by taking former cast members from real world and road rules and putting them in competitions together. I still watch it. It's still on. They're pulling people from all different shows that I've never heard of. but they're definitely looking for drama. So if someone is, say, afraid of heights, you know that person is going to be put into a heights challenge. If they're afraid of water, they're going to be meant to swim. So I always thought to myself, and I'm you know, probably not ever going to be on that show, but I was like, if I'm ever on that show, I'm going to lie and tell them that I'm terrified of all the things that I'm excited about. Like tell them that I'm terrified of water, but fail to mention that I was on the swim team for like 20 years, you know, from elementary school yeah. all the way through high school. Um, tell them that I'm terrified of heights exclude the fact that I was a high diver in in college, you know, or in high school. So I'm like, I'm just going to lie and tell them that I'm terrified of all these things just to make sure I get those competitions. There you go. That's right. Smart strategy. That is my my strategy for the reality show that I will never get on. (laughs) Oh yeah. Well, maybe the audition is the play Cleveland event and we can record you and you can have that for submission send in my audition tape yeah, and then randomly tell, and then randomly tell my boss hey boss i'm gonna take three months off to go film this reality show in turkey bye i mean after that like you pretty much could just be a social media influencer for the rest of your life so it's exactly fine. i'll create content on twitter that's right all right well uh we're gonna get into this show this evening uh we got a lot of browns content speaking of content for this evening how exciting is that OTAs, a little bit of, baby. Yeah, that's right. We have something to talk about finally, uh, kind of, I guess. And then we'll talk about the Indians or the to-be-determined name, uh, what's happening there. And uh, we will get you on out of here. It's going to be a, a quick show uh, on this Thursday evening. Obviously, our recording schedule uh, ended us here on this Thursday. So Thanks for sticking with us throughout this week. And uh, we'll keep you posted on when we record. We, you know, our personal lives, we have jobs, we have lives, um, and sometimes we can't be consistent. How dare us? How dare us? Yes. Um, One day, one day. All right. So Meredith, I'm going to kick off with, I don't know if this is news. It was news to me. It made my week, honestly, which 
I don't know if that makes me horribly pathetic or I don't know, but OBJ returned to Instagram and I'm not like a huge Instagram person just in general, but I happened to log on and it was the first video that I saw and it was a highlight video. And I just have to say, (laughs) he is looking fire um, in many ways. Uh, but he posted a highlight video. It was like a 60, a little bit over a 60 second clip. Um, he was cutting, he was running routes. He was catching. Do you think (sighs) the Browns have the best looking team in football? Like are our players more? Cause I kind of think so. Browns. And this is such a like random topic, but I was thinking about this because how we, dare you? We are a female led podcast, <laughs> and this is what that's they right. oh my god, from you're us. right. We are not allowed to be attracted to men. I forgot. <laughs> I'm sorry. I retract my question and my statement. It never you, happened. You're on to something though. I'm gonna just comment on this. Um, even though this is expected of us, we do talk about more things than this. But I think if you include the coaching staff as well and 100 percent, and the general manager yeah and that like that includes miss kelly brownson oh my gosh yes she has the prettiest eyes i've ever seen and i birthed yeah. a child with very pretty eyes <laughs> yeah they are i mean it, it's just it, and it, this doesn't really determine their production on the field whatsoever but you see those videos of miles you see those videos of obj you saw that picture of jadavion Clowney last week and you're just like is this the best looking team in football? Yeah. Oh, I think so. I, I mean, we're biased, obviously, but I, I don't know. I think, you know, we ranked what the most attractive or the the sexiest players a couple weeks ago. Was that last week? I don't even remember like what week we're in. It was a few weeks but ago. That was because, like from the past, but I yeah. think we have to like, we have to do this. I think a comparison episode. And and honestly, like, I think a lot of men will weigh in as well. Oddly they enough. Should. They absolutely should. There's no reason why men can't participate in this conversation. We are open and welcome to all. Yes. Agreed. Um, but yeah, so going back to OBJ, like I know like you can't put that much weight into this because it obviously is an edited video specifically for Instagram. Um, there's there's things you can do in, in an editing room as well where you can speed things up, slow things down. Like there's just so many things that can be done. It's hard to really understand what is the truth, how he actually looks. Um, but I just would say it was nice to see his content back out there and him in a football setting because we have not seen that from OBJ since the fall, right? He had been, mm-hmm. even before he went into this dark mode, he had been pretty off the cusp and off the radar just overall um, as as soon as he got injured last year. So it was just, it was good to see him in that type of headspace and to see him back in his zone, quite frankly. Yeah. I mean, and I think the social media break was good for him. Like clearly it, you know, he wasn't caught up in what people were or weren't saying about him. He wasn't, you know, caught up in the drama that can happen on social media. So I think the fact that he was off social and now he's back on looking the way he is, that's a great sign i think that's very exciting so speaking of social media and like editing videos to show the best of the best did you see the video from ravens otas that someone posted tell me oh no it was bad (laughs) 
Oh, yes. So oh, no. someone posted someone posted a video. I think it was uh, Lamar Jackson passing to Sammy Watkins. And it was like, watch out or something like that. Like it had one of those like, beware, you know, watch out. This is what you have to expect this upcoming season. But it was a really wobbly <laughs> Wait, wait, did they post this like intentionally and it was a really bad pass and they were trying to hype it up? It wasn't the Ravens Twitter. I think it was either like, I think it was like a fan or someone like it definitely wasn't like an official Twitter account of anybody. It was it was a fan that posted it, but they're like, oh, watch out. And I was like, "Uh, this wobbly pass. Is this the same person that posted Big Ben throwing at his? Maybe. I don't know. I was just like, I was like, I'm sure Lamar Jackson had better looking passes throughout OTAs. And even if he didn't, it's fine. Like it's first time, it's his first time coming back to the field, you know, since the end of the season. But like, there are more OTAs next week. There's mandatory camp starting at the end of the month. There's going to be actual training camp in like August. You don't need to post one right away. (laughs) of Lamar Jackson throwing to Sammy Watkins like I I can't throw a spiral I've thrown a better spiral it was hilarious so I was just like you were talking about you know editing a video together to show your best self on social media and I'm like not everyone got that memo I'm gonna have to go seek that out after this I've been a little bit off the cusp on social media this week I'm gonna have to outside of the OBJ Instagram I will have to go seek that out but yeah remember a couple weeks ago someone released a video of Big Ben throwing at OTAs and it was like his little noodle arm just um (laughs) and it just like sailed over his receiver and I think it was a Ravens fan actually so like maybe this is karma like full circle but I'm pretty sure the Ravens fan took that video and then edited the interception from the Browns playoff game against the Steelers last year, where Ben threw like 50 interceptions, <laughs> they edited the clip together. And I was like, this is the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. And I don't often That's get hilarious. along with Ravens fans. Yeah. I think that there is a mutual hatred of Pittsburgh. Cause I will say this. Um, I don't hate, the Ravens or Ravens fans the same way uh, Clevelanders do. And I think that's just because, you know, I was, I was a child when the Browns left, you know, I wasn't, you know, I remember my dad crying, which is like one of two times in my life that I've ever seen my father shed a tear. Um, Like he was upset about it, but like, I didn't really care because I was, you know, living my best life at the, you know, at the age of eight or whatever in DC being, you know, being a Washington fan. Um, you know, so it didn't, it, it never really, I never really hopped onto that hatred. And like, it's understandable. Like, I don't, like, I don't fault people for, for their feelings towards Baltimore, but just as a city, Baltimore is such a nicer city than, than Pittsburgh is. <laughs> like, if you ask me tomorrow, like if you had to spend the rest of your life in either Pittsburgh or Baltimore, like, where would you spend it? I would choose Baltimore 10 times out of 10. So, I mean, it's just... I think that Ravens fans and Browns fans have uh, a little more to come together about because Pittsburgh fans are just so toxic. Yeah. I mean, every fan fan base, I guess, has toxic fans in them. Mm -hmm. But yeah, there's just something about the Steelers. It's it's like the arrogance as well. Yeah. Um, And we've talked about this before. They're constantly living in the past. Mm -hmm. You know, like they are the they are the retired football we've i've said this a million times they played football in high school they were like mediocre at it they wear their letterman jacket to the high school reunion like 25 Mm -hmm. years later to remind everyone that they played football 
And then they attend the football game on Friday nights to watch people that they're not even related to. That is a Pittsburgh Steelers fan in a sense. Yep. And they read the days constantly. So don't be that fan. Yes. <laughs> All right. So let's talk about voluntary workouts because the Browns have had OTAs happening this week. Um, and just wanted to remind everyone the key word here, in case you didn't know, is voluntary. voluntary. So if we were on uh, Pee Wee's Playhouse, you know, like the secret word, like we every time. We definition. <laughs> we'll have to look up the Merriam-Webster definition of the word voluntary. So I will say this. I don't know if you heard Stefanski's press conference. I did, of course. Um, the amount of times he said the word voluntary, people were making fun of it. But, and I think Aditi also tweeted this because this was my thoughts while I was going through and then I saw Aditi vocalize it on Twitter. How on message was he? Like he did not stray. He did not get distracted. He did not get rattled. Like he made a few jokes about Miles Garrett and, and his basketball career. But other than that, like he was just, he was so on message. And I was like, this is so refreshing, you know, as compared to someone like Freddie Kitchens or Hugh Jackson, who would have absolutely gotten rattled and derailed with the types of questions that flustered. were coming at him. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Freddie and Kitchens it, was just made of like flustered cells the entire, his entire coaching season. And his Alabama isms that yes. people up here thought were like so funny. And I was like, that's kind of like just what people in the South do. They make up these like weird turns of phrases. Like that's just like, I, I, I didn't notice it because I was so used to it, but I was like, oh yeah, I forgot like people North of the Mason Dixon line to like, don't realize that's the thing. But, but yeah, like it was so, it was so on brand and so on message and did not waver, did not falter, stayed on the message and I think it was also his way of hammering that home to not only the media, but everybody else. Cause I think one of the reasons why he kept saying voluntary so many times is because the questions and, and these are fair questions because JC Treader has been the, the leader of don't show up to voluntary workouts and you know, it, they aren't supposed to be penalized if they don't show up yep. because it's voluntary. So I think that was another message that, Kevin Stefanski was trying to hammer home subliminally, like voluntary, voluntary, voluntary. If they're not here, it's not a big deal because, you know, we understand the situation. We understand what the contracts say. We understand what the collective bargaining agreement says. Yes. Voluntary. So he wasn't going to say anything that was going to throw anyone under the bus. He was asked about who didn't show up and why. And he just said, you know, that's their business, you know? That's it. So professional, so professional. So we can laugh at the word voluntary all we want, but I think that we should be proud of the way Kevin Stefanski handled everything. Totally. And by the way, I did look up the definition of voluntary. <laughs> what what does voluntary mean? I feel like okay, I'm like, it is an paper. adjective. Okay. Done, given, or acting of one's own free will. Just FYI, everyone. Does that set in? Does that does that make it more clear? I actually wish he would have given the definition of voluntary. Oh, that would have been even just funnier. To, yeah, just to be a smart ass, which I don't, I don't think he's a smart ass. Um, but yeah, he, I did listen to his press conference and he did make note of voluntary multiple times and he was asked about it a lot. I mean, I understand like the media is trying to get a headline. They're trying to try to figure out like who's being involved, even in the Zoom sessions, you know, like who's showing up. Um, there's a lot of interest there, obviously. I mean, fans are excited, right? 
Oh, yeah. Um, and they want to see the squad get together and assemble. Avengers assemble. Um, that's what it feels like. We'll get to the Avengers later. Yes. Um, <laughs> and I think that someone else asked to, you know, they want names and they want names of veterans of who was on these Zoom calls. Are you disappointed that your offense didn't show up? Um, all those things. And I wrote this in the rundown, but, you know, does it actually matter? Because there's a lot of reference that I'm seeing chatter wise, just of other fans or even media talking about other teams that we are, you know, being compared to in the league that are, that have their starters and their veterans there. Notably Kansas city, Patrick Mahomes has been there. Um, Baltimore, Lamar has been there. Their starters have been there. I mean, again, we're seeing noodle arm throws. We're seeing, <laughs> flying ducks in the air um yeah i mean 40 year old ben roethlisberger is there um he's not 40 yet almost 40 he looks like he's 40 um isn't it amazing and this is just like a completely side note that he that ben roethlisberger is younger than tom brady but he looks older yeah ben roethlisberger looks like he's like 57 at least (laughs) yeah i mean tom brady could definitely pass for someone like you know 37 38 I think oh so. yeah, for sure. I mean, he's had a lot of work done, which like teach their own. Yeah. It's fine. But like, this is why you shouldn't care when women get work done. Like look at Tom Brady. <laughs> yes, exactly. I mean, he's a walking Botox ad. Mm-hmm. It's fine. Like just share your secrets, Tom. Maybe like I to know. Ben I don't know. Maybe Ben needs some fillers. Maybe. He maybe he needs, maybe <laughs> he needs some like lifts for those wrinkles. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if there was ever a perfect quarterback for Pittsburgh in terms of looks wise, it's Ben Roethlisberger. <laughs> it's just like, if you say the word Pittsburgh and you close your eyes and picture a person, it's like Ben you Roethlisberger picture, picture it to look like yes. Ben Roethlisberger. Yes. A hundred percent. Like it's, it's like, could not have been a more perfect fit. Just like this gaggly ogre, hairy, fluffy, not attractive, like not in shape but like weirdly athletic. I don't like, it's just like the, the athletic fat guy. Okay. The athletic yeah. fat guy exists. Like Chris Farley is a great example. Cause like that whole like Chippendale skit that he yeah, did for yeah. SNL and he like outdanced Patrick Swayze and everyone's like, Oh my God, this fat guy. He's like, and he would do all these things. I've seen it. Like I had a guy who played uh, on one of my co-ed softball teams years ago. Um, and he was, he was chubby. He was chubby as hell, but he was the fastest guy on the team. I didn't get it. Like it was crazy, but yes, the, the, like the athletic fat guy exists. Ben Roethlisberger is the athletic fat guy. It's just so weird though, because like his legs aren't fat. It's like, I, I like, I don't know. He has like these skips oddest, leg day. Oddish, yes. I like, imagine, right, looking at, like, imagine looking at him naked. If Brittany were here, <laughs> growing up, I'm, I'm sorry for giving everyone that vision, but like, I just find Brittany, him like what so are you unattractive. Doing? <laughs> okay. That's a Britney sound too. <laughs> yeah, just gross. Um, okay, so getting back to, does it actually matter? You know, when you look at those other teams that are showing up or they have veterans showing up, like, it, are we the Browns? Are we behind? Does this matter? Obviously, it's voluntary. Uh, Coach Stefanski made no comment about this specifically. He just mentioned that he's worried about the Browns. Like, he doesn't care about anything else that's happening right now. So, Meredith, I don't know what your thought on on this is, but I was thinking about this today, probably more than I should have. And I just went back to 
the Browns survived an entire season and off season in COVID without getting mm-hmm. together. They survived an entire in season missing practices, um, being completely virtual in some cases. They survived missing players, you know, two days in advance of game day. Uh, Losing based on, an entire position group. Yeah. I mean, so for me, I'm like, okay, does this random week in June, is that really going to make a difference in September and October? Or did they go through enough last year where we feel confident enough as fans in this coaching staff and the organization and then the players to be able to figure it all out when it's mandatory and they're supposed to be there. Like I have full faith that this isn't going to set them behind. No, because we saw last year, I mean, the entire league was virtual. And I would say, you know, if you were to show a person, you know, clips, highlights from the 2020 season and compare it to say the 2015 season, the product is the same. Like there was no drop in production on the field um in 2020 which was incredible um every game got played everyone managed like you know there was you know there were a few issues with injuries and covid but i mean jc treader even pointed out that like the amount of soft tissue injuries went down in in 2020 so even though the chiefs and the ravens and other afc teams are showing up i'm not worried about the browns just because they were able to have a brand new head coach, a brand new general manager, brand new offensive scheme, new entire front office, different offensive weapons, you know, because they spent so much money and so much time bringing in different offensive weapons, whether it was on on the line or um, for Baker. They just, everything was so different for the Browns. So I just don't think that, you know, three or four days in June, is really going to make that much of a difference. Everyone will show up for, for mandatory camp. I have no doubt in my mind. Um, but also like, it's not like they're sitting at home, you not know, doing things. watching Netflix and, you know, eating popcorn, like they're working out, they're keeping themselves up. Like they know that they've got to get in shape. I mean, last year Baker came in looking like a completely different person. Yeah, he also posted a hype video. I don't know. It must be the week of hype videos. It's got to be. But yeah, like, you know, Baker, like Baker was getting a little criticized for, you know, for his weight, for his athleticism in 2019. And without having access to the facilities in Berea for an entire offseason, he came back looking trim and playing incredible. So um, would it would it be nice if they're there? Sure. Like it would be great to have people there, um, you know, throwing each other balls and running drills and their shorts whatever but i don't think that you know six days because we've got what three days this week of practice three days next week of practice before mandatory camp starts i don't think six days in june is going to make or break this team yeah i mean are we gonna after if we lose a game next year (laughs) if we if we are suffering a loss in i don't know october are we really going to go back and be like, well, if they would have been at that OTA on June 2nd, 2021, wouldn't have lost this game. That's <laughs> and also, if you think about it, like if the front office really thought that uh, voluntary OTAs made that much of a difference, they would fight for them to not be voluntary. 
Like the, yeah. I'm convinced. Like I think that the both the NFL, the owners, the co- the coaching staff would probably go to the owners and say, "Hey, listen, we in this next collective bargaining agreement, we want these dates to be mandatory because we think it's going to vastly improve our product on the field." If the coaches really thought that voluntary camp was that important, it wouldn't be voluntary. Yeah, I agree. Um, I also, too, don't believe that what the Browns experienced last year in terms of success wasn't lightning in a bottle. I think given all the circumstances that it was it was them. They they yeah. were prepared. They were consistent. Uh, they were able to string wing, multiple wins together. I, I don't think that it was just luck. You know, like I just I think if it would have been luck that got them that far, I don't think they, they could have won all the games that they won truly. So I I also wouldn't say that last year was, you know, it just happened to be like, no one was prepared because of COVID. It was a COVID season. Like I think the Browns actually could have been way worse than they were obviously. So Warren Sharp tweeted yesterday, um, a stat that had the most expensive offenses in 2021 and the cleveland browns ranked as number one they had the most they are paying out the most money so it's 141 million dollars they have the most expensive offense in the nfl and i think that is significant because last year that's what andrew barry was working on like that's what he was concentrating on was that offense, an offensive line for Baker, uh, making sure that his weapons, you know, the running backs, the wide receivers, the t- like he went out and got tight ends and, um, you know, other position players. So, I mean, Andrew Barry spent, and I think it showed last year. And I think that this is a really interesting um, breakdown from, from Warren Sharp when he was talking about the most expensive offenses. Cause it was like, Andrew Barry saw the need and he went out and fixed it. And then mm-hmm. this off season, he knew the need was defense. Yep. He went out and he spent and he traded and he did what he needed to do and, and he fixed it. So I just, I agree with you. I think all of these things are just showing that it's not, you know, lightning in a bottle. Like it, if the Browns offense wasn't that good, you know, Andrew Barry wouldn't be spending $141 million on it. Yeah. It's having a plan and executing to it. Imagine that. Yes. Imagine that. Well, speaking of the defense, because you brought it up and the mm-hmm. amount of spend and the amount of work that has went into this offseason, that is mostly the players that showed up at the OTAs this week. Um, some of the notable players that we will talk about, Miles Garrett was there, um, Denzel Ward. It was really great to see Greedy and Delpit mm-hmm. there and on the field and participating. And then from a newbie standpoint, because we have a lot of them, there's a lot of new faces in the defense. And I think this is the biggest question mark as we head into the 2021 season. Anthony Walker, Malik Jackson, JOK, Tommy Togiai, Richard LeCount, James Hudson. I mean, James Hudson, offensive lineman, but yeah. um, still a new face nonetheless. Was there anyone, Meredith, that you were excited to see and anyone that maybe you wished was there, even though it's voluntary, just <laughs> just you personally? So for me personally, I was really glad to see Grant Delpit because last year he was the yeah. draft pick that I was most excited about. Like we can go back to our shows that we did after the draft last year. I was over the moon for Grant Delpit. So when he had a season ending injury, it was like a little piece of my heart was torn out. So I was very happy to see Grant Delpit there because I think if he lives up to the potential that Andrew Barry saw in him last year, he's going to be unstoppable. So I'm very excited. Um, I would have loved to have seen John Johnson, the third there, just because I am a, I am a huge Stan of, 
of John John, but you know, he's, he's a veteran and he knows his way around the field and you know, it's not like, and he's been in the the league for a while. So it's not like he's unfamiliar with people like miles or, or Denzel. So, you know, I can understand why a veteran of his stature wouldn't be there, especially when it's voluntary. I would have just liked to have seen him there just for the pure fact that I'm a huge Stan. Like that's it. Yeah. Uh, I think the one guy I wanted to see that I was surprised that I didn't see his name pop up was tech McKinley. Oh, yeah, because he was the one who had kind of some of the off the field troubles and he showed up to his introductory press conference in a suit. Yeah, like you're going to show up in a suit and talk about how you're all business. And then like I get it, it's voluntary. um, But I just feel like there are some guys that that have a lot to prove um, that aren't necessarily guaranteed to make this team. And, you know, their future is reliant on what happens this season. So. Um, again, like I, I saw his his image a few weeks ago too, um, working out. He also looks like a monster. Uh, him, Miles, and Jadavion are looking like beasts. So uh, the league should be on notice and should be terrified looking at those three men specifically. So yeah, it would have been nice to see him there, especially with Miles being there as well. You know, you have that veteran yeah. presence um, and just like being able to spend some time with him as well. Oh. Although with Tack, I'm I have no doubt in my mind that he's fully aware of yeah. how short his leash is, you know, mm-hmm. how thin yeah. the ice is that he's on. Um, so I'm sure he's fully aware of that. Um so he knows that one misstep or, you know, if he's not do if he's not putting the production on the field that's expected of him. I have no doubt that Andrew Barry has no qualms about cutting him because yeah. it was like, it was a risk to sign him in the yep. first place. And you know, it's, it's a very calculated risk on Andrew Barry's part. And I, and, and I'm sure he knows how thin his ice is. So, you know, even though he wasn't there, I still, I think he'll be okay. I have so much confidence in this team. I am like, and I hate to get too hyped up because I feel like I got kind of this hype like prior to the Freddie Kitchen season. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Same. I'm like afraid to. I'm afraid to. But then like the more we talk about it, the more excited I get. No, I know. Like, I know. Same. Like I don't want summer to be over because I prefer warm weather. But I'm also just like, can we get to the games? I know. I, I'm like really torn. I don't want to wish away summer. Yeah, I really don't like I want to enjoy summer. Like last summer didn't feel normal by any means. Like the entire year didn't feel normal. But I know I'm I was like, going to the park in a mask and like working out yeah. on stairs at the park. Yeah, it's like we're going to actually have a summer, a nice like normal summer. Vacations should hopefully happen if you have them planned. And I'm looking forward to all of that. But I think about it like we're already in June, like June's going to fly by. July's going to get here. Uh, training camp's going to happen. And then like we're literally going to be in the season. It's going to be here so fast. Mm-hmm. And there's going to be a full stadium. So like we have that to look forward to as well, which is so amazing. Yeah. And I'm sure the Browns want to do their best to get people into training camp as well. Yeah. So one of the things that I will say about the Browns training camp that I think is so cool is the fact that it is free for fans. It has always been free for fans. And I think it's going to continue to be free. And uh, in 2019, they increased the seating capacity. capacity. Yeah. So more people. Yeah. So more people could show up. And I absolutely love that about the Browns because other teams aren't like that. Like when I was covering the Titans, the fans that showed up, like there were a few that were led inside, but most people were like standing outside the gates and like trying to watch through chain link fences. And it's like, man, if you really want to get your, you know, I don't want to hear complaints from, you know, from Titans people that a stadium on Sunday is two thirds green Bay fans when you don't even allow your fans into training camp. Mm -hmm. So I love that the Browns do that. And it's not just letting people in. They make it an event. 
Yeah, because they've got the the dog pound where you can adopt a puppy. They've got different um, physical activities you can do. Like you can run the 40, you can Mm -hmm. do different, you know, strength and conditioning challenges. You can see the game. There's booze, there's food. Like it's, it's an event for the whole family. And if you're not able to afford to go to a game, it's a great alternative because you get to see the players much closer than you would at an actual game. And it's, you know, it's affordable because you don't have to buy merchandise or food or drink when you go there. You don't have to. And so like, if you want to, to, it could be a completely free day. So I absolutely love that the Browns do that. And I truly hope that they do allow full capacity for training camp. Yeah, same. I, yeah, you have a lot of good points too. Plus I feel like we were robbed last year. Just, I know that they did a really good job of like keeping fans engaged and connected through social media. Like they were recording training camps. Um, you could watch it live, but like still to see it in person, especially after like such a disappointing 2019 season, um, you know, the, the training camp experience is a really great way to see too how the coaching staff runs their practices, um, competitions amongst players, um, how they're coaching up, um, the different position groups. Um, it's just like really, it's really fun. And like you said, like, it's just so different than a game because there's just so many things that they're focusing on and you can watch like all these different things happening, kind of roam around, see the different player and position groups that are happening. Sometimes it's running backs working in, in one area. You've got the kickers and the punters working in an area, quarterbacks throwing. I mean, it's, it is like a really cool experience just as a like football fan. Yeah. And I think the Browns are one of the best in the leagues, um, for putting on a fan experience for training camp. Um, which is just one of the, I was like shocked the very first training camp I went to and just like the amount of people that were there. I was like, my jaw was on the floor even, and this was after one in 15. Oh yeah. Uh, so, cause I, <laughs> my inaugural season was Owen 16. So that year when I showed up to training camp, packed house the following year, they went one in 30, you know, one in 31 still packed house. Like it was just, it's, it's so special. Like I, I will probably be doing my best to get out to as much training camp as I possibly can, you know, depending Good. on what time they have it. Like if they have, you know, 10 AM practices, you know, obviously I can't cause I'm going to be, you know, in studio at that point. But, um, but yeah, like if there are practices that are outside my working hours, like I, I am going to be there. I'm so excited. Yes. Agreed. Well, to wrap up the Browns discussion. Um, so we obviously have additional OTAs happening next week again, voluntary still. Um, but we'll see. Are they any... voluntary? Do we yeah, need a reminder they... of what voluntary means? Voluntary. Um, free Adjective. will. <laughs> <laughs> so we will see if anyone else happens to show up next week. Uh, I'm sure Stefanski will get questioned again all next week about the same thing. Um, and then mandatory minicamp is June 15th through the 17th. So we are two weeks away from the mandatory sessions. And um, I've already seen there are reports that OBJ is expected to attend. That is like the one guy who I feel like always is like watched with these like eagle eyes like is he yeah. there is he participating is he on the sidelines like he's always like in my in my opinion been unfairly criticized absolutely because there are plenty of people who um you know who don't show up to minicamp even before this season yeah. i mean currently aaron Rodgers is in hawaii with is his he still is he weird- still in festival <laughs> I don't know, but like, yeah, he's in, he like, he like 
the the Packers have OTAs and he's in Hawaii with his weird fiance. So like, <laughs> harsh. You know, and it, I, uh, if you look up some of the stuff that Shalene Woodley has, so I love her as an actress. Um, I thought she was great in Divergent, and then there's like another movie or TV show that she was in that I really enjoyed. So I really really enjoy her work. But like as a person, she said some really like out there things. Like she was saying that she eats clay to detox herself. I don't weird. know. It's like weird was stuff. She, wait, was she the actress that I swear I heard her on a serious XM interview driving home one day where and I could be thinking of someone completely different, but I swear it was her. Was she the one that like doesn't flush the toilet? She Probably. like lets it all like sit there. I think so. That sounds familiar because I've I've looked up some of the weird Google stuff that. she said. Yeah, she is. Yeah, she like eats clay. She doesn't shower. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. For someone as rich as she is, you can you can afford a salad yeah, or like a juice <laughs> detox that like normal people normal people do. I mean, juice detoxes are not fun either. <laughs> like, girl, you can you like you're rich. You can afford real food. Like, some of us are over here eating ramen, wishing that we could afford what you can afford. <laughs> so but yeah that's the only reason why i call her weird like as an actress i absolutely love her as a person i'm like mm, i don't know yeah aaron Rodgers but yeah is like going down that path but like aaron Rodgers isn't getting criticized anywhere near the way obj would get criticized when he doesn't show up to ota so and and there are other players that don't show up to otas you know prior to this year when it was mostly expected and yeah everyone is getting on obj's case about it like, why is he the only one who who's been given a hard time in the past for not showing up to voluntary workouts? Keep yep. posting Instagrams, OBJ. That's right. That's right. Post another hype video. All right. Should we move yes. into the Indians, the team to be named? Um, the Cleveland so Clouds. I, I'm still like really loving that. I hope that that was one of the 1,198 options. How could it not be? How could it not like, be? Are there the clouds? Almost 1,200 different names that they claim like i didn't even know that many like mascots existed because right how many re like there are so many repeat mascots in like the sports and just even in the academic world when you go to you know elementary school middle school high school college like there are tons of schools that are the eagles or the owls or yeah, yeah, the yeah. badger like there's so many there's yes. so many how could you like i didn't even think that 1200 mascots existed like that's just yeah. So in case um, you guys listening are not have not seen this yet, um, our girl Cami Justice actually put out an article today, which, by the way, happy belated birthday, Cami. She celebrated her birthday. Happy birthday. Yes. yes June 2nd was birthday. Yep. Um, so she put out an article today about the Indians naming situation. And in the article, um, what was discussed is the Indians have been researching and holding discussions over the last few months to contemplate the new name. Groups included influencers. <clears throat> I'm not on this list, mind you. So I was I don't not know on this list. Influencers are. <laughs> um, I definitely am not on the influencer category because whenever someone asks, like, "Hey, can we send you something?" or "Hey, do you want to be on our podcast?" I'm never asked. So clearly, oh, I'm not on, an influencer. Invite Meredith really on your not. podcast. She will say yes. She will say yes. Um, the other people on this in this group were young professionals, civic leaders, uh, season ticket holders, teens, and families. Important factors that they are that are going into the decision connection to the city, preservation of history and uniting the community. Those are all like very heavy requirements, in my opinion, like that is some 
also like I, I understand that preserving history is important but like as we've seen with confederate statues in the south yes not so important. like how like do you like how much do you really want to preserve of the past yes like i mean I, and i understand wanting to represent the city but it's just like it's such a like the criteria is so vague and specific at the same time i was very annoyed by this announcement today because it didn't say anything like i kind like i kind of wish they had gone the same path as the washington football team where they came out and said you know what we heard you we're going to change the name and then within a few months they're like well we don't have the legal rights we don't have all of the red tape worked out that we need in order to change our name and to rebrand ourselves so right now we're just going to be the washington football team and we're going to stay the washington football team until we land on a new mascot and at this point like i like i have this opinion i know a lot of my friends back home have this opinion some of my colleagues in the media back home have had the same opinion of it works Washington football team is fine. Like we like the logo. We, the name doesn't bother us. I wish the tribe had gone that route where they were going, they weren't going to like, they were just going to say, Hey, we heard you. We're going to change our name. And then a few months later, either come out with the new name or just be like, you know what? Until then we're going to be Cleveland Bay. Like, just don't make an announcement until you actually do something. Do you want to know what this is though? Because like we, I just listed out like all the things that they are going through in order to come up with the new name, which we also mentioned, but like 1,198 options have been considered. Also, I want to know, I wanna, I wanna know all of them. Yes, I want to know all 1,198 same. options that were on that list. Also, 100 hours were spent brainstorming. 1,000 <sighs> names have been put through 14 rounds of vetting. A, a list of finalists has not been released yet, but they continue to work on narrowing this down. So yeah, Meredith, what you said is true. They literally like announced this without actually announcing anything. And do you want to know why I think they're doing this? Hmm. Because I think they're saying that they're doing all of this work, all of this research, they have all of these different groups and people involved because they know regardless of what name they pick, people will not be happy. There will be a subset of people not happy with it. Plus, you also have to think about the logo that's going to go along with whatever name that they come up with. And people are very passionate about logos and names in general. So I think they're going to like essentially come back to be like, they want to prepare people that this is happening and also know that like they're putting a lot of work into this. How funny but I feel would it like, be? I feel, I feel like this could all just backfire though because if it's like a really horrible name and a really horrible logo, people are going to be like, oh my God, I can't believe you spent this amount of time yes. and this is what so you that, came up with. Yeah, I mean, that's like, that was exactly the point that I was about to make. How funny would it be if after, you know, combing through almost 1200 names and yeah. spending a hundred hours in the shower coming up with shower thoughts, um, you know, and asking influencers and teenagers, what if the name was just Cleveland Baseball Club? Like, yeah, all that well, work. Do you know, I'm sure you saw this because you're a soccer fan, but the Columbus crew like went yes. through a rebrand with their logo and they got so much backlash on like the, the re the redoing of the C, right? It was like the C and the, yeah. So they, they were originally going to change the name. This is what the rebrand was for about a week before they changed it back. Yes. Um, it was Columbus crew SC. They were supposedly dropping the crew and it was just Columbus SC. So yes. Columbus soccer club, which is pretty standard for American football teams, American soccer teams, excuse me forgot people don't like soccer being called football over here but like are they in, are they is it fc or is it sc is it fc it's 
it's s sc as in soccer club uh but if you go to like europe it's gonna yeah, be it's FC. F, fc football club so it's pretty standard um but people were very upset and i mean and i think the team even said that they would still use the crew as a nickname so in my mind it was kind of similar to like the indians and the tribe like the tribe isn't an official name but it's a yeah, nickname. Yeah, yeah. so so i think that's sort of the angle they were going for uh but they also i think the and the biggest annoyance is that they rebranded the logo so it went yes. from like that circle logo with um like the ohio flag outline um people were very upset about the c yeah like, so it was yeah the now c just, that like the crest and the c that like yeah were like, what is this c yeah, so <laughs> I, don't, I literally i spent like 20 minutes reading the facebook comments of people complaining about the sea oh my god don't read the comments <laughs> no i love it it was um, amazing <laughs> yeah so i don't think they actually changed the logo back like i still like it's it's like a little banner with a c in it and i think as far as far as i know they're still using that and people like people are just not happy about it they were they were so upset it was such an uproar um and it's interesting that the uproar was so great but i think also and i need to do a little more research on it um because i remember seeing the story but i didn't pay too much attention to it because just name change conversations like in general like they bore me so much um but i think the way they went about it was also what made people upset because there was no indication that they wanted to change their name there was no plan i guess they just they had a meeting with shareholders and i guess I think the shareholders were against it, but they did it anyway. So there was just like, a, there were a lot of missteps in the process of going from Columbus crew to Columbus SC. So yeah, people were really upset. I don't think that there's, I'm not sure if there's going to be quite the uproar with, um, with Cleveland's baseball team, just because people know it's coming because they keep putting out announcements but I, at this point, like announcing again, about nothing. <laughs> clouds were not one of the one thousand one hundred ninety-eight suggestions. Have you ever seen The Good Place? No. Okay. Maybe. I don't know. I highly the whole the whole series is on Netflix. It's a very quick watch. There's like four seasons. They're 30, 20 minute episodes. Whatever. It's a very quick watch. It's very bingeable. Um, but like, there were like moments in the show where that kind of like reminded me of, of like, okay, well we went through 1 million, 1, you know, 1 million, blah, blah, blah. So many possibilities of, you know, these situations and, you know, time is, you know, moving in this direction. Like, it's kind of like that thing. Like, that's sort of what it felt like to me. It's like, it was like the people of the good place putting out this, like, okay, well we went through like 8 million scenarios. Uh, and this is what we found was going to be the happiest in heaven or something like that. Like, it's just. I don't know. And they're going to yes. be the Cleveland baseball club. Yeah. Or like the guardians. I really don't like the guardians, but I like, I feel like that's what's going to happen. And Avengers was on that list. I, I mean, thought. I'm fine with Avengers. That's, that just feels like aggressive though. Like we are not a team that has Avengers on it. We are a well, team um, of like nameless great faces. Well, and like Disney is so protective of their intellectual yeah. property. Like there are, I, I have seen people on like TikTok who have like, 200 followers who might post something either making fun of Disney or using Disney, you know, copyrighted materials. And they will like, you know, someone in like Missoula, Montana with 200 followers will get a cease and desist letter from Disney for their Disney content that they have on their social media. Like they are insane about it. So I don't think that 
the Avengers would even be a possibility because Listen, of its ties with Marvel and Disney. If the Dolans choose Avengers as their name, they better freaking increase their payroll. Okay. So like you better be very careful about the name that you choose because I feel like it has to fit the mold of the team that you have created. And Avengers right now just doesn't fit. I'm sorry. Yeah, I agree. But if it is the Avengers, then Tom Holland has to be the mascot because he's already a Browns fan. True. So. True. Spider-Man. Yeah. For those of you who don't know, Tom Holland is Spider-Man. And yeah, he I guess he and he's British too, which is even funnier. Yeah, was, yeah, because when he was when he was recording the movie, wasn't he in Cleveland? And then yeah, he that was yeah, when I the Browns were bad too. I'm like, wow, like <laughs> what a time yeah, for you to be a Browns say- fan. Yeah, I want to say it was like Civil War or something was one of the movies that was filmed partially in Cleveland. So he came here and was like, hey, this place is cool. I think I'm going to cheer for the football team here. I, it could have been when Baker Mayfield was a rookie, right? Would that, that have yeah. made sense? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So then maybe it wasn't Civil War. I don't know. I just know that there was an Avengers movie that had like that filmed like parts of it filmed in Cleveland. So, yeah. Like, let's well, have in- Tom Holland. What if we're the Cle- the Cleveland Tom Hollands? There you go. That's your new. Well, I could also team. go with if we're the Cleveland Spiders. So it, it it could all fit together. He could be a mascot for multiple things. But I will say this all just feels like, in conclusion, a way to summarize all this up in a pretty little package is this could have been an email. Is what I feel like <laughs> is going to come out of this entire Cleveland baseball team. Yes. So exactly. And um, the best take I heard about coming up with new names, and this was, you know, it was, if you have to explain the name, it's not a good it's name. It's not a good name. Agreed. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Totally. Because like with the, with the Cleveland Browns, it's like Jim Brown. Okay, cool. Like, you know, it makes sense. You know, like the Baltimore Ravens, Edgar Allan Poe. Okay, makes sense. Let's go. <laughs> like, you know, there's not like, they're like the Pittsburgh Steelers, the Steel City. Makes sense. Yep. Yeah. You no, know, like these are great team names because you don't have to explain them. You understand them. They make sense in the context of the city. Like, so don't come at me with these like off the wall, like, okay, well, they should be the Cleveland, I don't know, random animal because the metro parks that are connected to the national park is one of the 30 places in the country that are home to this specific animal. So that's why we're going to go with it. You're like, yeah, no, no. What? The Cleveland cicadas. Done. Oh, <laughs> I'm a fan of alliteration. So give me, yeah, I, I don't know. Speaking of cicadas, I, I, like, cicadas! I haven't watched the news lately, but I happened to tune in tonight and apparently people are eating cicadas and the FDA is urging against it. I'm like, who's eating cicadas? Are we that desperate? Oh, okay. So the brood X, which is like the swarming cicadas. So my, so my parents live in that area. Like they're in Washington, DC, which is like, you know, one of the hotbeds for this breed of cicada. I was on the phone with them the other day and it was a nice day. So they had the windows open. I could not hear them <laughs> over the cicadas. And it's crazy. Cause I was in, I was in high school the last time these cicadas came out. So I remember people would like pull fire alarms on purpose so they could like capture the cicadas when we went outside and then release them in the classroom just to cause, you know, a commotion. Uh, I remembered they were loud. I don't ever remember them being that loud. And my dad was like, yeah, it's not as bad as last time. He was like, and he was even, t- you know, telling me today, he's like, yeah, I went out and there were only like 30 of them on my car. They're not that bad this time around. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, that, you know, do you want to hear a really disgusting wild. cicada story? 
I don't so know. I, Do I? When I was in high school, and this is, um, my dad is a saint for putting up with me for my entire life. So like I said, I was in high school when 17 years ago, when the last, you know, effort of, of yep. brood X cicadas came out and um, my car was fairly new. And in order to protect it, my dad bought me a car cover to put over, you know, to protect it from, you know, sun, weather, all that other stuff. The cicadas loved this car cover. So when I would leave for school at six o'clock in the morning, because we had impossibly early classes, there would be like dozens of cicadas, like all over this car cover. And I would have to go and I have to pick them off like one at a time when I would leave in the morning. And then there was (laughs) so gross. And then like, they're harmless. Like they're nothing. Like I had no problem touching cicadas. They didn't bother me. But like, there was one morning I was running late and there were just so many on my car and I was so exhausted. And I was like, (laughs) F it. I took the entire car cover because I would take it off and put it in my trunk. I didn't bother cleaning off the cicadas and I threw it in my trunk with all the cicadas in there. And then my dad was the one who wound up having to clean it up. Clean them so. all out. Ew. <laughs> Thanks, dad. Thanks, dad. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, like they're everywhere. I remember my French teacher got into a car accident because she had her windows open and a cicada came in and like landed on in. her. Yeah. And she got so freaked out that she took her foot off the brake at a red light and rear-ended the person in front of her. And oh I looked gosh. at her. And I was like, I remember thinking, like, you are mad. I was like, it's it's a harmless bug. There's like nothing. I don't know. They're big too. They're like they're you know yeah, yeah, like yeah. an interesting. They are. So, I don't know. I guess like it didn't like they didn't really bother me. I thought it was kind of funny. I thought the sound was kind of cool. But like it's been so long that when I was on the phone with my parents the other day, um, I was just like I couldn't hear them. The cicadas were so loud, and it was funny because they came and visited a few weeks ago. And my mom was like, "You don't have cicadas, do you?" I was like, "No, we don't have cicadas up here." And she's like, "Good, but I live by the lake, and we have midges, so I'm sorry, yeah. mom." <laughs> Out of the Pick your poison. The yeah, so they could yeah. be the Cleveland midges. There you go. Makes yeah, sense. Yeah, I mean, I that's probably on the list. It, so, it had had to have been. There's there no way ha- that they have it still in the running, no possibly. I would rather talk about cicadas than talk about possible. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, just because I don't think it really matters. I think people are putting way too much weight. And I've said this, I've said this before talking about it. I've said this before on our podcast and I've said it, I will continue to say it. Um, Getting rid of chief Wahoo does not ruin your childhood. Changing the name of the team does not ruin your childhood because if you have memories with friends family going you know seeing the the 90s indians and seeing them win and going through everything that we've gone to if you were you know at game seven in 2016 those memories are still there right right like not getting you're not in men in black getting flashy things to erase those memories so i just i think people are too concerned with what the name is i think just take a deep breath, sit back and be like, you know what? If you are a baseball fan, you're not going to stop cheering for them if they become the Cleveland Cicadas. Exactly. Exactly. Well, Meredith, that wraps us up for this evening. Um, Thank you all for joining in. Uh, Those that were with us live, thank you for tuning in. Um, For those that are listening to us on your listening platform, um, thank you for downloading us and subscribing. If you could send us a rate and review on whatever your listening platform is, we love to hear from you. Shoot us a tweet. Hopefully we will have Brittany back next week. Uh, We definitely missed her this evening. Um, And as always, um, don't forget to check out our wonderful sponsor for this week's episode, Play Adventure Parks, both in Cleveland and Columbus, Ohio. Um, And mark your calendars. 
June 27th, um, we will be hosting an event there. So if you guys want to uh, make a visit out there, we will plan to see you there. Thank you guys as always. And we will talk to you next week. This episode brought to you by Play Adventure Parks with locations in Cleveland and Columbus. If you're interested in sponsoring That's What Be Said, please email us at girlgangclee at gmail.com.